program, I teach you basically how to find, a, find your purpose, un, uncover your skills that you really want to spend time on, and then just go in on that subject and add tons of value around that subject. And What is going on, guys? Welcome back to the Spreading Success Podcast. My name is Ram Raviv, and I'm your host. And today, I'm joined by a special guest, John Whiting. John, how are you doing today? I'm awesome, man. I'm super stoked to be here. Yeah, I just came back from Italy. You came back from your trip, all jet-lagged and everything. But we're going to crush this podcast and drop some insane value for the listeners. Love it. And for the listeners that are not really familiar with you, don't know who you are, what you do, can you fill them in? Obviously, they see that chart in the back for the people that are looking on YouTube. But for the people that are just listening with the audio, can you fill them in on who you are and what you do? Yep. So I help uh, entrepreneurs grow their business. So I have a lead generation and customer acquisition agency that actually we're in the process of potentially negotiating a sale on. Um, it does well into the seven figures. And I also have an education company and I'm working on the finishing touches on a new program. And essentially this is the outline. Um, I have a previous program that has over 800 students in it. It really focuses on leads and sales, which is step three and four of my new program that I'm working on. But after hundreds of coaching calls, kind of all that went the exact same way, um, I realized that there were some missing pieces in helping especially new entrepreneurs get their start and really build that authority and credibility so that when they go to get leads and get sales, it's a lot easier because they have a track record and some authority and good positioning in, uh, in the marketplace. So I help entrepreneurs grow their business and ultimately scale. And um, I work most of my time on my business now. I haven't worked in my agency in well over a year and uh, it's grown well into the seven figures in that process. So I want to spread uh, how I've done that and help others do the same and create ultimate freedom. That's great, man. That's the goal, working on the business, doing the things that move the needle and not some of the busy work that can be outsourced. And we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but I want to talk about your early life, how you got started, kind of your middle school, high school, college, that, that kind of age range. Your not only your entrepreneurial spirit, but how like what were your passions at that time your grades what was that time period just kind of summarize that time period for us yeah so i had always been as a kid um quite artistically inclined um i do to this day all my gra own graphic arts i was a i was a drawer pencil and colored pencil um i was always kind of the I don't know, school in and of itself, like you ask how I was in middle school, I was a kid that got kicked out of class for raising my hand and being like, so how am I going to use this in real life? <laughs> um, I got kicked out of class uh, and actually suspended a couple times because I was a bit ridiculous <laughs> with it. Uh, it just didn't make sense to me. I didn't understand why I was spending so much time on all this stuff that didn't, like, I'm never going to use it. And the, the only argument was, well, you're learning how to learn. And I'm like, yeah, but why don't I learn how to learn on something that I'm actually going to use yeah. in my life? So um, I was kind of that guy that I've always gravitated towards more of, a, I would say, an individual type activity only because working with other people, I kind of just like, 
not that I haven't gotten good at working with teams now and building them, but uh, with the correct types of people I've learned. But I was out like I, I played, um, I was a nationally ranked junior golfer. I ended up playing golf in college, ended up playing a couple of years professionally uh, before getting into the, I guess we'll call it the business world. Um, so I've always kind of gravitated on to things where my results are what counted. And um, I've been, I'd say a bit of a rebel slash delinquent, um, just kind of going against the status quo. And um, it's now started to pay off a bit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And when you were just getting started in, in your early years, were there any kind of businesses that you started with or any kind of thoughts you had towards entrepreneurship, starting your own business during those years? No, you know, it's funny, uh, especially younger, um, like all the way even through my entire high school career, both my parents self-made entrepreneurs, uh, quite successful in their own right, but they taught me to go to school and get a good job, which I found wow. nothing against them. I just found that odd. Now looking back at it, like there was a time period where I was like super pissed at them for like, not to, like, why would you not teach me real estate? Like, I don't know any, you know, so I, um, I wasn't, I wasn't taught or exposed to, um, starting your own business. And, and I didn't even know that it was a thing on the menu to be interested in, to be honest with mm -hmm. you, I was just a kid and an idiot, I guess, you know? <laughs> so, um, but when I was 18, um, in between when I graduated uh, high school and went to college, um, I took a year and a half off of playing golf before I went back and decided I wanted to play college golf. And in that time period, uh, it's funny, back when uh, newspapers were a thing, um, my mom actually, she's like, you're getting a job this summer. I'm like, is any 18-year-old about to go to college? She's like, Meh. And uh, so she circles this uh, ad in the paper that says $14.95 per appointment. And I'm like, and she's like, you're going to this interview. And it didn't even say like what it was. <laughs> so I show up and it ends up being a recruiting interview to sell Cutco kitchen knives. And I ended up like seeing how they sold the opportunity. And I'm like, this is amazing. Like once you get to this commission level, like I could make a ton of money. And so <laughs> I actually did and uh, ended up out of 45,000 reps for that particular um they have competition periods. I was number two. Um, and as an 18 year old right out of high school, there was my, my hottest stretch selling kitchen knives by referral sitting in front of housewives that I created the referral network and just they the best sales training I've ever had. Um, I was making like four grand a week selling kitchen knives wow. and as an 18 year old. Now I blew it all, but um, I ended up when I moved, I went to Arizona state for a year. Um, and I just, I went, I don't even know why I went there. I ended up, um, I just kind of wanted to go somewhere, I think. And I ended up, uh, calling the Phoenix division office for the Cutco, uh, company. And I was like, Hey, I was wondering if I could like come and sell out of your office, like part-time. And I ended up actually running, uh, sales training and recruiting uh, pretty much I didn't go to school. Like I was like a D student. Um, I didn't go to school. All I did was go and recruit and train sales reps and go and sell. Um, and then after that, I kind of decided I wanted to have the college golf experience and then went off for like five years and played college and professional golf, then got back into business when I realized that 
it's much easier to be successful in business than it is to be pro in any sport. Yeah, that's true. And it's cool how you went from the job that your parents forced you to go to into turning it into more of an individual aspect. You, so you kind of took that nine to five, you're getting a job, you have to work and you turned into, wow, I'm going to take this initiative and I'm going to turn it to making my own money, the, the commission uh, model, yeah. and then kind of branched out into your own business. And that's, that's cool how you kind of reversed it through what your parents wanted to do and you turned it into yourself. Um, but in terms of when you first got started into the whole entrepreneurship thing and you started your own sales and business, things like that, how are your parents reacting? Because obviously they were entrepreneurs themselves, but it didn't seem like they wanted that path for you. Um, so it was interesting because um, I was like, and I still am super passionate about golf. I support uh, a couple of my buddies that are still much better than me and play full time and are trying to make it on tour. Um, so I, when I, I dropped out of college in order to pursue professional golf, I had qualified for a couple pro tournaments while in college. And I was like, I can play here. Hmm. And I was just like, I'm sitting in classes that I don't want to be in. I'm not, I'm actually not attending. Like I don't want to be there. And I just, I made the decision to drop out of school and turn professional. And that, at that point, my parents were like vehemently against it. Just like mm -hmm. really, again, I, I went through a two year period where I had no communication with my parents. Wow. It was like a big headbutt. And um, so when I got back into, I, I was like, okay, I, I almost qualified for the 2011 US Open. I missed an, by a playoff and like, I just, I almost made a few big moves but never really actually made it. And then I ran out of sponsorship money and I was just like exhausted. And I was like, all right, I'm going to go back to sales and actually going back to sales and like the entrepreneurial endeavors and just being an outside sales rep for people and, you know, not actually having a job, but just bringing in deals to the best of my ability. They were actually more supportive of that than they were of, you know, this idiot kid who's never going to make it in golf. Uh, so I got the rejection. It just wasn't for the entrepreneurial stuff. It was for following my passion in golf. I got really reprimanded for that and I did it anyway. And it caused us to not chat for a while. <laughs> yeah. And obviously with this whole independent mindset and the mindset of entrepreneurship and making it big and things like that, there are a lot of friends clearly in, in your early years that were probably not on the same wavelength as you. You were doing much bigger and better things, more mature than all of them. So how was your friend situation going? And did you ever have to cut people off because they weren't really vibing with what you were doing? You were on a different level of maturity and things like that. Yeah, I would say I didn't have to cut people off. I think people just selected themselves out. Um, <laughs> I, I, I never really, there was a couple people that I cut out. That's not true, but it wasn't necessarily because of, um, they were not supportive or trying to drag me down. I think either I'm, I'm a bit unique in that, like when I'm really committed to something and I have a really, what I think at the time is at least a good idea. Hmm. Um, it's very difficult for anybody to get a word in to convince me otherwise. Mm -hmm. And so I never really was sitting there hoping that I had the approval of people. I think I was always just like, I have like this cool new vision that I'm going to go after and it's going to be awesome and it's going to work so well. And I think that just, 
um, for me, like I was, I was never sitting there going, man, I, I don't want to do this because of what so-and-so is going to think about me. I've always just been kind of like a bit of a, I don't say an outcast because that's not really, I wouldn't necessarily describe myself that way, just more of a lone wolf. And so I've always kind of had, um, I would say some sort of criticism about who I am or how I act or what I do. And I realize I'm a unique cat. You can't get (laughs) where I've, you can't do what I've done without being unique in some way. But um, even all throughout, like I just had this chip on my shoulder as a kid, even from like age four to, I probably still do to a degree, but like four to 18, I was definitely, you know, like, John's got an attitude problem. He has a problem with authority. You know, like I'm, I was a bit of a challenge for most Mm -hmm. and um, didn't know how to handle it. I just knew that I didn't like the way everybody else did things. Mm -hmm. And I made it known in like the worst ways you can make it known (laughs) just by kind of being a dick probably. Yeah. Um, But I always, I've always had people complaining about who I am. Um, and then I have people like now it's kind of subdued. I've figured out how to, you know, handle it. Um, but I always had people complaining about me in some way, shape or form. Mm -hmm. So it kind of got used to it. I don't know if that was, that's a good question because I've never looked at it that way, but I've always had people that have like had complaints about me. So at this point I'm like, well, people are going to complain about me no matter what I do. So that's kind of been natural for me, I would say just from having a natural chip on my shoulder, I would say. Yeah, and that's all about the independent mindset. I know Ravi talks about that a lot. Um, and I was just looking at this quote the other day, and he was talking, and I think it was Steve Jobs, and he's like, "If you want to please everyone, then sell ice cream." You know, like mm-hmm. there's no way as a leader, as someone who's doing things differently, to be able to make everyone happy, whether that be your parents, friends, community, anyone. It's it's not possible to please everyone. So focusing on the right things and cutting off the people that don't really vibe with, or like you said, some people even took themselves out of the equation. Um, Very, very important to take you to the next level and to stop people from dragging you down and keeping you in that mundane lifestyle. Um, But I want to transition into the Whiting Solutions and how you even went from golfing to coming up with lead gen. Like where did that kind of piece together? So it was not definitely a direct. So I, I, um, I stopped pursuing golf seriously in 2000, end of 2011. Mm-hmm. So for the past seven years, I have sold, I've done everything from network marketing to selling. And then, you know, that's like vitamin supplements I actually did quite well in network marketing. Um, but ended up getting out of that industry because it just started to taste really bad. Um, and I just didn't like some of the, way it was structured. I've, and then I just followed each mentor that I could find. And I just met people at events. And I went and sold energy efficient home improvements door to door, knocked on over 30,000 doors in that period of time in California, pitching energy efficient home improvements. From there, I moved uh, to Portland to work with another guy that I thought was awesome at the time and he owned a large janitorial and maintenance company and I ended up running sales for him and bringing and selling um, building uh, maintenance contracts like big ones like quarter million dollar building maintenance contracts and energy retrofits on janitorial services 
And from there, um, there was a marketing company that they had hired that there was kind of a, a split in the guys who own the marketing company. The one guy has five Emmys for marketing and branding. And he and his partner said, hey, do you want to come sell for us? And I said, hell yeah, I do. <laughs> so I went and did some business development for them. From there, they started a, uh, a company that I'm under NDA, so I can't say much about. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, it involved um, pretty prominent celebrities that you and I would, you would know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it involved a lot of money. Um, and I was in charge of building the tech platform, not because I was assigned to that, is because I went in Photoshop after years of screwing around in Photoshop I was like, I think here's what it should look like. So I designed my first UI just to like say, here's my two cents. And everybody looked around and went, that's really good. You're in charge of this because you clearly see where we're going. And so I basically started my tech and website building and all of that type of experience on the run. And I ended up building a team and uh, we did a beta test of this platform. This was three years ago now. Um, and I got um, 35 million video views and 2,400 subscribers in 10 days. Wow. Um, and that was just like, I was just taking courses. I was like Googling stuff. I was asking people. And um, so from there, people started asking me like, hey, can you help me with my stuff? And I was still quite involved in that uh, project. So I was like, I'll do a few on the side. Um, ended up parting ways with that company, and two years ago is when I started kind of full time on an agency, um, and it was okay. Like I was making like twelve to sixteen grand a month, just me doing everything, um, offering everything. If I needed to subcontract something out, I did it. Um, but it wasn't until um, pretty much January of 2018, so a little over a year and a half ago, that I said, okay, if I want to scale this, I got to get it down to what am I best at and um, kind of stamp it out cookie cutter. Mm-hmm. And so I cut out everything aside from lead generation. And from there, um, the first month I did that, it was like, it was about the same. I was like the $15,000 mark. The next month was 30, the next month was 42, the next month was 57, and it just kept going and going and going. Um, And in that process, um, I had people asking me, how are you doing this? And so I made a course because I had so many people asking me, sold over 800 copies of that, um, and our agency has closed somewhere just shy of 400 clients in that time period, um, generated well into the seven figures. And as I mentioned to you uh, off air, I have two, uh, kind of serendipitously, I have two interested parties who are interested in buying my agency. Meanwhile, I'm taking everything that I've learned from the leads and sales teachings, and that was kind of steps three and four of what I see is the process that I've gone through to really create at least probably what your listeners would think of as a pretty good situation. Mm -hmm. Um, And I've kind of added what I feel are the missing pieces after about 400 coaching calls of them going the exact same way. I figured, well, I'm either going to coach on this for the rest of my life, or I'm going to create the missing pieces so that people aren't asking me 
the same mm -hmm. questions over and over and over again. Yeah. So it wasn't a direct golf to entrepreneurship. Uh, it was a really, I had these big aspirations as a, as a, you know, I'm going to be top 10 in the world golfer, be, you know, multi deca millionaire fly around on jets and play, you know, like that. So I've always had kind of visions of grandeur. Um, I just changed my strategy and, uh, it's taken, I guess, eight years now, seven years now, uh, to get to the point to where, um, you know, like I don't have to work probably for the next two years. If I wanted to stretch it to five, I probably could, hmm. but, um, I, I've kind of figured some things out that, uh, um, I've learned in the last, I guess, I'm 30, so I guess I've, that I've learned at least in the last eight years, if not all 30. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then for, like you said, it was not a direct golf to entrepreneurship, um, and it was definitely not as easy as as this triangle that you have here. So when you first got started, you're like, okay, I'm going to do this lead gen, I'm going to separate from the job. What was your biggest challenge getting started, and how did you overcome it? Obviously going your own route is not the easiest for people just leaving their job to pursue what they want full time. Yeah. So I'll answer that because mine was a little different. Um, I wouldn't say that I've never actually technically been employed. So any job that I've had, I've always been an, an independent contractor that gets paid for bringing in deals of, in mm -hmm. some way, shape or form. So all my own expenses have been incurred as a result of that. So but I will answer the question. I just want to make that as yeah. a as a clarifying uh, statement. So, uh, somebody who's looking to leave the job, what you need to start first with is making sure that you have enough skills that when you go to, into the marketplace to start your own business, that you can very, I won't say very easily, but more easily than most, actually generate a result with something that you're good at that you mm -hmm. like doing. And do not quit your job, no matter how what course you buy that says start this or start that. They're starting usually with selling you something that's in here. The, that's in here for those of you on video, for those of you on audio, in the sales or leads section or even the systems and scaling section. And the problem with that is it's kind of like if you have a cake recipe, jumping all the way to the middle of the cake recipe and expecting to get a good cake by the end of it. You have no understanding of, no context of, of the cake baking process. They're just saying, hey, follow this recipe. And you might actually get lucky and do that whole, hey, in your first 30 days, you can make 10 grand. That's cool. And I've seen people do that. But what happens is when you go into month two, month three, you have no idea how to actually run or build a business and you've gotten this quick win, which is why you bought that course, because you want to have the quick win, and somehow you finagled 10 grand out of it, or even five grand, or sometimes even 50 grand. But the problem is, if you don't have a solid foundation that you've built that upon, and you have no idea how you actually, the fundamentals that actually gave you that result, you've just been focused on, well, if I just, what's the script that I say, and who do I say it to, and you figure it out for me, Mr. Course Creator, or Mr. Mentor Guy, just tell me what to do, and I'll do it. That's cool and all, and you might actually get a result. The problem is, is there's nothing of that that has come from you. It's all basically you plugging and playing somebody else's template, blueprint, formula, all this shit you see on Facebook ads every single day, 
it does it's not that it doesn't work it's just that you have no idea how or why it works so that when something breaks you have no idea fundamentally how to look at it in order to fix it let alone scale it and make it a, a, a business so um, somebody is looking to quit a job I would very highly recommend that you are very good at something that you can add to the marketplace and something preferably that you like doing and that's always going to be evolving uh, but if you're good at what you like doing then you can start to I would here's what I teach in my step one my step one of my new program is leadership and you so your business grows for one reason because you grow and the way you make yourself grow is by making yourself more valuable and then from there you need to be able to communicate and demonstrate that value to the marketplace so for example you might be good at uh, for example, my fiance, we're starting her in a professional organizing business. She happens to be really good at organizing shit and putting labels on it and making it easy to find and making areas look pretty. And it turns out as a professional organizer, you can make a handsome living doing so. So before we just go all in on that, she spent probably a year looking around it. I know I want to start a thing, but what am I good at that I like doing that I could see myself doing long term? Not just, hey, I clicked on this ad that told me to start a Facebook agency and then I bought this course and now I'm going to, you know, email a chiropractor. Like you might get, you know, make a quick buck doing that. Unfortunately, it's not the most unless you're like super excited about chiropractics and or marketing you you know there's there's typically the fuel the reason what is actually driving you the leader of the organization is mostly not there in programs like that mm -hmm. and not to knock them because there's a lot of great things that come out of that but the challenge is is people just take the leap into something like that and realize that they're just in it to make money and if you're in something just to make money, you're not going to be in it for very long. Mm -hmm. You're not going to be able to sell. People are going to smell that all over you that you're just after money. So what I teach is, hey, look, if you really like organizing, let's say, and right now you're working for a corporation and you're making four grand a month. Okay, fine. Start creating value around the subject of organizing. And just if you love doing it, it shouldn't be very hard. And you just take your phone and once a day, just like you see me on Instagram, I'm like, hey, so I want to do a little lesson on how to do this thing. And I talk for five minutes and I post it and I make sure that it solves a problem or adds value to the people who might need information on that subject. Then you go into other Facebook groups, Instagram threads, YouTube threads, blogs, and you add value to the people who are looking for help on that subject. And you do that a lot. You do it over and over and over and over and over and over again. And if you add enough sickening, ridiculous value, you're going to get people that respond going, holy shit, that was super amazing. Thank you so much. In fact, I need additional help. How can I work with you? You add value until you get that response from the marketplace. And if you're not getting that response from the marketplace, you're not adding enough value. Simple as that. So, for example, like my audience that I built uh, over the last two years, it actually started from a free training that I put in a couple of other digital marketing Facebook groups. I did a 10-minute video walking everybody. I gave all my best stuff away. Mm -hmm. I had hundreds of DMs and comments on that that I went and screenshotted, 
And now all of a sudden I have social proof. Magically, I had like 75 testimonials. And those people who reached out to me and they said, hey, can you help me further? I said, yep, all I want in exchange is a video review and some of you recommending me. And so I gave them a coaching session and I recorded a little mini, mini course thing that I just had on a landing page that I sent people to and they applied it and I was getting DMs of like, holy shit, bro, I booked two calls today. And I screenshot that, that's another testimonial. And now I have a gallery of, I think there's over 350 some odd testimonials in there. And like, I would recommend doing that and getting a whole bunch of people raving about how good you are at something before you quit your job. Mm -hmm. Not only that, as now as fallout of that, before you even moved on to try to generate leads or close customers, just by adding that value specifically and specifically in comments, if you uh, on a Facebook group of people that are interested in your topic, if you just go and somebody says, hey, how do I do this thing? And all you do is take your phone out and do a personal video reply to that person that adds an incredibly ridiculous amount of value. Not only is that person gonna go, holy shit, that was fire, thanks so much. And they're gonna like make this great comment, but it's also public to everybody else in that group who can see that not only did you go out of your way to add value, but if they watch it, they get value from it, they're gonna comment and go, whoa, I never looked at it this way dude, John Whiting's awesome. Like you're going to screenshot that and that's going to be your social proof. They're going to reach out to you and they're going to say, Hey man, can you help me additionally? Now all of a sudden you can charge by the hour to coach you. So you, mm -hmm. it's like real fast that can happen. If you mm -hmm. go and you have to outflow value first before you can inflow cash. Mm -hmm. So that's, that's, where that's where most people don't a know how to outflow value, B what value actually is <laughs> B, where to do it in order to actually capitalize on it. So I start there and I recommend that if you're gonna quit your job, you make sure that your side hustle income is equal to or greater than your job income for at least three months in a row before you actually quit your job. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and in terms of value, I think some people get confused on, on what value actually means, like you said. And for example, if, if your business is to pitch to chiropractors, it's like, who do you provide the value to? Where do you provide it? Because the thing is, you don't need to get um, the, those screenshots from chiropractors to get people involved in your business. If it's like someone in a Facebook group that's interested in the same thing that you're passionate about, for example, it's funny that we kind of mentioned this. I'm actually doing something similar with podcasting and, and the whole, that whole topic is an area I'm very, very passionate about. Um, not only just the, the conversations itself, but the opportunities that it brings for you. So I have a group and all this thing. So it's providing value through that. Um, and then obviously having testimonials and things like that can branch out into the main business. So for example, you do the coaching and that's where you're providing value in the Facebook groups, but your main thing, those are not your main customers, but right. they're testimonials that you can transfer to those chiropractors, dentists, and things like that. Thank you for, thank you. This is so what, exactly what you're saying. You've already kind of naturally gone and connected those dots. Mm -hmm. Nobody has. And <laughs> it's amazing. Like, and I, I was funny, cute. I have a student that, um, I won't, I won't say his name, but he's like, Hey man, I'm going out and adding value, but no, I can't seem to get any, you know, testimonials in return that specifically relate to my business. And I'm like, yeah, you don't need that, man. Imagine if you had a hundred people that just said, 
man, Rom is like the, the, the most helpful guy that I've ever met in my entire life. Anything yeah. that he does is yeah. just like, he cares so much. It's ridiculous. I can't even stand it. You just, I gotta be around the guy. I just, you can't find guys like Rom. He's great. I highly recommend you work with him no matter what the hell he's doing. Yeah. Just get a hundred people saying that and you will not believe yeah. how many people want to work with you no matter what you're doing. And it's yeah. because of you. This is why we start here with you as step one before you do anything else. You have to build up, you have to let people know that you're good at stuff and then get other people saying, yep, he's good. And then you can go and actually start a business with that. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's not just, Hey, I took this course and using the same strategies that the teacher used. That's what we're going to do for you. Like that's weak shit, man. It ha it's, it's all, it's, it's using somebody else's authority. Now, like it's, it's, especially when it's so easy to build your own, all you got to do yeah. is be good at something and add that value to solve the problems of anyone initially and just so you can elicit some good positive responses that you can then capture and like put everywhere that says, Hey, Rom's a great dude. You should listen to his podcast. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. So I was just going to say, it's funny how it works in my podcast because right now I'm providing value to people and it's cool because a podcast, I can be good at podcasting, but I can provide value on any topic in the world. So that's the unique thing about it. Cause I don't have to be like good at, for example, sales or other things like that or Facebook ads, but I can provide value as if I'm a pro because I have pros talking about it on my platform. Yeah. So that's how I'm able to leverage value. And just one thing, talking about what providing value actually is, I learned this the, the very, very hard way. I thought, oh, you could write some paragraph about how like, you know, I started off uh, broke and I failed and no one believed in me. And it just, completely backlash people are like is this a joke uh you sound like you're in an anime script yeah. i got literally ripped apart and i was like wow like i suck so and then i realized that it's all it's about like being genuine and finding your voice because just sounding like everyone's like oh i'll tell you this one simple trick and like things like that and like you said the videos being personal personable and just being a human and providing value more of like not as a machine and a, and a person yeah. online, but as someone who's, who actually cares and providing value is just, it's not like, Oh, okay. I just have to type this out. It's like, no, literally force yourself to care about this person, about how they're doing in, in yeah. whatever they, they want or any questions they have and things like that. And I learned it the hard way, but I'm glad that, that it was very short lived and I'm able to move past that. Yeah, no, I absolutely, totally, and you said you said one thing that I think is key is be human. Mm -hmm. and so many people are focused on, you know, like, what script do I use? What do I say? Like, and that's a very, like, when I teach sales, I don't teach you scripts and stuff. I'll teach you a, a, a format to think within. But sales is really about a human-to-human -human connection, and you, in order to sell something, you have to understand the entire universe of the being across from you in order to give them the best solution. That's, you literally have to understand them. So like, you have to get out, I teach to get outside of yourself and into the other person's universe, because yeah. that's the only way you can help move their universe in a positive direction is to get out of your universe, screw what you think is cool to say, 
go into their universe and understand what their challenges are, what their goals are, yeah. and help them specifically to the best of your ability with their shit and just be real. Yeah. You know? This is crazy how, how you're talking about this because this is literally exactly how I follow right now. And I know I talked to you before we started. I phrase uh, some of the questions that I ask in a way that I'm putting myself in, uh, in my target audience's shoes. When I say, okay, like if I want to get started with lead gen or if I want to quit my job, like how do I get started right now? And just like, I don't have that question right now because I'm not in a nine to five and I'm, I'm in college right now. Yeah. But I know that that's something that I'm, I'm, interested in i'm curious about that probably will happen to me in the future but it's just like i know some people are curious about it so i need to be like how can i put myself in their shoes and do what they're doing exactly exactly and that's really that's that's how you build a business the skills that you yeah. have are great but it's not there's there's being interested and interesting most people are out there trying to be interesting and wondering why nobody gives a shit i'm I'm very much am an advocate. So for example, I have, for those of you on video, I have, sir, I have hundreds of surveys that I've compiled and ranked the biggest goals and challenges of my target market. Okay. Wow. And I've ranked them in terms of how often do they appear? Now this is a multi-page thing. And, and so if you're listening to this picture, just an Excel sheet with the number one target thing, my target market's interested in is leads, then automation, then closing, then making money, then scaling then how to get started, consistency, serving people, financial freedom, and their messaging in that order is to how Where, where's, you, where's the value add? That should be the number one thing. Well, interesting. So for me, in terms of the value add, how you get those things is I have to know this is what my target market wants. So everything that I say, I have to refer back to this yeah. to make sure that I deliver what my target market wants. Mm -hmm. So when I design a program, I'm not just like, boy, I think this is a dope program. I design the program based on what my target market says they want in a program. That's how I also guarantee that it's going to sell like hotcakes is mm -hmm. because I'm giving them literally in their language what they've asked for and I'm solving every single problem that they've asked for in the correct sequence. And this is essentially the, mm -hmm. the framework of, of doing that. So, but it's exactly right. Like I very, I take that so seriously that I have to remind myself, here's what my people are thinking. Here's what challenges they have. So I have to solve consistently solve each one of those problems from a different angle in my content, in my answers, on here, I'm referring to things that I know that newer entrepreneurs are having struggles with. And the biggest thing is they don't, what they don't know they're struggling with. They think they have a leads problem. I'm telling them they have a leadership problem. They have no foundation that they've built anything on. And so when they go to try and get leads, they fumble and falter because they don't know what the hell they're talking about. They have no experience and they haven't bothered to take the time to add any value. Mm -hmm that's their problem. It's not a leads problem. Exactly. Yeah. And through that, and obviously you've had a, you've had a survey, obviously you've compiled your target audience and things like that. So how important for you is building the community, whether that be on Instagram uh, and your core students and Facebook groups, I know you have. So how is that important to, how is that impacting not only your business for coaching, but your business for social media? Like you said, providing those testimonials. It's huge. It's the, and it's, in fact, as I go through, as I went through, so yesterday I just finished up filming the entire leadership section and that's where I teach how to 
um, basically build that authority. But you also need, it's amazing how many people are out there trying to start a business that have no personal authority anywhere. Hmm. And it's, it's shocking to me after dealing with hundreds of them in the last 12, 24 months that nobody has taken the time to create, I'll, I'll call it a personal brand, but everybody already has a personal brand. Yeah. Okay. Yep. It's just, are you being intentional about it? And so what, what people are failing to understand is that that's where it starts. And I said, um, you know, I, I said, and I keep using this example and I'm going to use it just because Tony <laughs> Robbins could start a dildo company and it would do really well because he's Tony Robbins. Exactly. Right. Yeah. There's something to be learned from that. There's a reason why everybody wants to buy the Gary V K Swiss shoe. Right it's there. because it, yeah, right. It's because he's it's Gary. a Gary V shoe. Nobody was buying K Swiss. Yeah. Like why would you buy a K Swiss shoe? <laughs> right. And so there's something to be learned from that. And now how did Gary V get to be Gary V? Well, he, put out a whole bunch of value and help people ridiculous amounts. And now he can start any kind of a company that he wants because he has the personal clout to back it up. Everybody seems to be missing that boat, mainly probably because it takes a long time. Yeah, it does. I mean, you, you can't just like, you can't just have personal authority overnight. I mean, it just, yeah. Very rarely does that happen. So if you take the time to to think about, you know, in my program, I teach you basically how to find a, find your purpose, un, uncover your skills that you really want to spend time on, and then just go in on that subject and add tons of value around that subject and everything you learn, teach it, go turn around and teach it. That's the fastest way to learn anything. And when you do that and you do it publicly, you might reach one person that like it totally hits home for and they just love it. And now they're like your raving fan. Now you have to build, when you talk about your social media and your groups, you have to build what I, I kind of refer to as your ecosystem. Mm -hmm. All of your platforms need to talk to each other and refer to each other. And then you want to have kind of a hub. Like my hub is my free uh, Facebook group, Business Growth Community. So anybody can get into that, but there is, it's a private group. So you got to answer a few questions. And one of those questions is, hey, do you want this free training on how to grow a business? and they put their email in, and so then we opt them into my email list, and now I have them on my email list and in my Facebook group, and all I've done is added value. So now, like I, my email list is somewhere, it's not gargantuan, but it's like 32,000 people. So when I go and somebody, I need to hire a position, guess what? I send one email and get 58 applicants that already know me, they like my stuff, they know all of my shit, and they can easily be inserted into my organization yeah. because they've been following me and consuming my content. They already believe, I don't have to sell them on anything. They'd work for, I have people offering to work for free, yeah. you know? And so, or if I need to sell something, right? I have a list of 32,000 people that when I go and launch a new program, there's going to be a significant number of them that are going to buy. Why? Because they know me, they like me, they trust me, and I've done my best to position myself as an authority. How? By adding consistent value over time. And by the way, we were talking about um, your overall personal brand and being supported mm -hmm. with, wow, this guy's helpful. Over time, yes, if you do marketing for chiropractors, 
you sure as shit want to make sure that you get a chiropractor going, hey, this guy's yeah, great at getting more patients. That can't be in the beginning. It but comes you, with time. I mean, how could you? You, you yeah. get, I teach quantity, quality, viability. If you have none, you got to go for quantity. Even if it's a shit testimony of somebody going, thanks with a little prayer hands. Like, <laughs> That's better than nothing. I just can't tell you how many students I've got that like, oh, my lead generation campaign isn't working. So we get on a coaching call. I look at their website. It's like, it's like they, it's like they literally changed nothing from the template that they downloaded. There's no social proof. There's nothing about them. In the beginning, your business is you. People hire you. People work with you because of you. And if you like, that's the only reason, not because you're the expert in anything but because of who you are and your sincere intention to add value and that has to come across that's why people hire you in the beginning so you might as well get a whole bunch of people raving about you and something that you enjoy learning about and teaching and build an mm -hmm. ecosystem around that then you can start uh you can even you can monetize the hell out of that or you can start another business and actually have it be a separate entity or you can just monetize the hell out of your personal brand yeah yeah and that's something that i'm using it's funny like this exact conversation is something that i had uh with one of my partners and it was just like uh do we go for money and start like focusing on leads or do we kind of take a step back make sure that when people look us up that we're credible for even for example even if i'm credible for podcasting and i'm selling another service i'm Credible, like you said, if Gary V starts a shoe company, it doesn't matter because he's Gary V. So if I create, for example, if I have a top-ranked podcast, it's just like, just get credibility somewhere, right? Have the social yeah. proof somewhere, and then translate that into whatever you're doing. Because if if the social proof shows that you're capable of doing something great, yeah. right? So if you're capable of doing great in one area, you sure as hell should be able to replicate whatever you're doing. You have the mentality, you have what it takes, and then you can just translate that over. Yeah. And when you're talking about, so one of my favorite quotes is from, um, there's the book Secrets of the Millionaire Mind by T. Harv Ecker. Mm -hmm. And one of my favorite quotes that sticks with me, because very often this comes up in all of our lives, is a decision, an either or decision, right? Do you said, do I go for the money or do I go for the credibility? And what, it, this always sticks in my mind. And I always, even my fiance reminds me of this constantly. And my team reminds me of this because very often I get stuck in, well, which one do I do? And this principle states, rich people don't think in terms of either or they think in terms of both. Mm -hmm. And I have to remind myself every time I go, well, should I do this or should I do this? Very often the correct answer is do both. So you obviously you got to go and pay bills. So you got to go after yeah. money, but you also have to go after very feverishly building up your personal authority. And there are some very quick and dirty ways to do that. Like if, if all you did was a hundred of the most valuable comments that you could possibly make, including video replies and other Facebook groups. And just, if that's all you did is a hundred of those a day for 10 days in a row, you would have more testimonials than you could possibly imagine. The problem is most people won't do that because oh, when am I going to find the time to do that? You know, like just they're going to have see the some return on it. That's the problem. There's oh. no, you don't get paid for it. That's the problem. Right. But what's interesting, though, is and this is what I, I hope if you're listening to this or watching this, that you take this to heart, that um, your 
like you said, the return on investment is not immediate, but your confidence is going to skyrocket when you start getting people, you start getting val personal validation <laughs> that you actually do know something. Like yeah. so many of us are like, well, like I, I had this thing where everything that I thought was like common sense, the, so little caveat, everything that you think right now, those of you listening, everything you find to be common sense is actually your genius. Mm. I, I thought like everybody thought through a pipeline the way I th thought yeah. through a pipeline. Cause like, why else, how else would you fucking do it? Yeah, I, exactly. So, but mm -hmm. I realized that, Oh shit, you guys don't know that. Oh, this is, this just got a whole lot easier. Okay. Well, here's what you do. And then you do that and you share that and it's fun to share because you know it. Yeah. And then people go, man, that's they're writing notes. They're just like all stoked. And then and they you're go like, quiet. what? It's like, like what? this is common. This is easy. This is exactly. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I can't tell you how important it is to share the value that you think is common sense. I, somebody else is going to answer that question. That's a dumb fucking question. Like, and yeah. you scroll past it in your Facebook feed go and answer it with like the best answer that you've got. Even if it feels like common sense to you, that person's going to reply just going like mind blown. Like they're just <laughs> it's like, and you're going to be like, what, how? Okay. Okay. I guess that's how the game is. Cause I promise you like literally this morning I have a, every Friday I have a mastermind that I run and we do live coaching. And so I brought on this guy and he's just starting his agency. Everybody's starting an agency um and he goes so i have all these people that are interested but they haven't booked calls yet and i'm wondering how you would increase that uh conversion rate and i'm like do you have their phone numbers he's like well yeah i'm like have you called them he's like no i'm <laughs> like all right so you're trying to get them to book a call like and you're asking me to what digitally increase your con pick up the phone and be like hey so i know you're interested is now a good time you know like <laughs> like he's like oh shit brilliant idea like he was just like super stoked he shouted me out on instagram after that he was just like this is all be this best value i've ever gotten like, <laughs> call them back call them bro you know like but so everything that you think is common sense is actually your genius the things mm -hmm. that like come easy to you that's a sign i had always had the struggle of thinking that it was like every the things that i thought like everybody else thinks this way too. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, and then you struggle like, well, I'm not unique. And you can go down that whole rabbit hole of just like feeling like I don't have anything to add and everybody already knows this and everybody yeah. like, no, actually, actually it's the game's much easier than you think it is. All you have to do is like the answers that you've got to dumb questions, go and answer them with like, and actually sincerely care. Don't be a dick about yeah. it. But like, the things that you were like, what? Just like, and give like the best answer that's like super caring as if you were going to publish that. And that was what you were going to be remembered by. And by the way, here's a little, here's a little sneak peek. There's only so many questions that people ask. Okay. So what you can do is write a kick-ass answer or shoot a kick-ass little video reply, save it in a folder so that the next time you see that question, you copy and paste that same answer. If you've done, an, if you've done, if you've answered it well enough, you mm -hmm. can have an archive. There's probably, mine's no more than 50 <laughs> of, of questions that come up. 
And if you give like this detailed step-by-step awesome, it's like a mini training as an answer to that question, people are going to go do that. And then they're going to come back and be like, dude, I actually tried it and it fucking worked. And then you're going to be like screenshot. And now you have another testimonial and you don't have to, you only have to do it once and then let it work for you. Mm -hmm. So I teach all that. And before we even talk about business shit, that's what I teach because that's going to a build your confidence. And so when you go and do, do sales calls and go and, you know, try and do outreach or ad spend or anything like that, you're going to be much more confident in your ability because now you have this cadre of people, probably a little mini following of people who are like, man, I can't wait to see what Ram puts out next. And, and now you're going to be like, all right, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm good, you know, like I'm, I'm ready and you can, and that's going to come across when you go and try and close somebody on anything. You need you to be like, oh, well, we have, um, uh, it's like, no, dude, I've, I helped over 300 people with this and here's a list of them all. And I got half of them are on video. Like, yeah, we can bang this bad boy out. Let's rock and roll. What do you want to go with the guy who has no reviews? Come on. Like you can literally close that way. And they'll be like, yeah, good point. Like I close so many people now just based on, well, you can either listen to the guy with 500 raving reviews and a million and a half in revenue in the last year, or you can go listen to somebody else. Like I I give advice and people argue with me. I'm like, okay, cool. Where are your results at? (laughs) You know, like it helps me, like those results will help you sell and you don't have to sell. People think that you have to sell first, then get results and you get results first and then you sell. It's out sequence. So that's why these are in this order. Leadership foundation, then leads, then sales, then systems, then what do we do with the money? You don't even need to incorporate anything until you get your proof of concept and you've closed, you know, 10, 20 clients on something. Mm -hmm. You don't even need to set up an LLC or anything. Most people are like, oh, I'll buy a domain and buy, set up the LLC and pay an accountant. And oh man, this is going to cost me five grand. I can't start a business. No, dude, you go and start typing and adding value and videoing and adding value. Close people, just get them to pay you personally. You're still a sole proprietor. It's not taxed any differently. The only reason to set up an entity is for legal protection so that they can't, if you were sued, they don't, can't go after your personal assets. That's why you set up a legal entity. Mm-hmm. You don't need to do that any of that until you've closed like 10 or 20 people on your product or service. Mm-hmm. People got the whole, this whole thing is like inverted. Yeah. They think I need to do all this shit in order to become a leader. Yeah. And it's the exact opposite. Yeah. That's crazy. This is literally like you're describing everyone who's just getting started and the, it's kind of like a, a stereotype and like just a general assumption that people think, and they're just, it's just, a get rich quick that they want to see the results as fast as possible and do not want to build the structure. And this is what I actually read in Think and Grow Rich. Like so many people are trying to build the Empire State Building on a six inch slab. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing? You know, get the foundation right, get your knowledge right, get the value, and then bring it to the market, like you said. Um, and obviously, through this realization and through what you teach, you're definitely a busy, busy guy. Um, so a question that I was just genuinely curious about, and I know other people will find value in it as well, is what is a day in the life? What does it take to do what you do, not only with coaching, but with, with your sales and leads and things like that? 
So a day in the life of me is going to be much different than a day in the life of somebody just starting out. So which one would you like? And your, your day in the life. You, My day in the life. What does okay. it take to, to reach your heights and on a daily basis? Obviously, you've created your systems and things like that. But just a daily life, when someone gets to the level that you are, what kind of work goes in on a daily basis? Because people sure. know you do sales, leads, coaching. But like on a day-to-day basis, what does it take? Yeah, so – um, I, one of my, I'll call it weaknesses is getting up early. I'm more of a night owl. So oh, me too. I kind of, um, like the alarm goes off and I'm, I'm still the guy who snoozes at least three times. Um, I do not yet. Now I'm, I, I'm working on it. It's on my to-do list. <laughs> uh, it's not like the biggest priority cause I turn on most days around 10 o'clock AM. Mm-hmm. Like where, like anything before 10 is kind of like I'm dragging ass a bit. So I'm a bit unique. I've always kind of had that tendency, but I'm gradually moving towards earlier and earlier, um, almost out of necessity because I have so much that kind of needs to be done that I kind of am getting to the point where I have no choice, <laughs> uh, which is a nice leverage point. I, I've yeah. been able to uh, luckily not have to jam pack things and I do my best to delegate as much as humanly possible. Um, it's nice now, like for example, yesterday I didn't check any email or messages, uh, at all. All I did was record, um, this, uh, these modules for this program. And that was a good seven and a half hours of actual on camera time. Um, and so, and that's in this little set here, uh, that I've got set up, but I was literally like, I got to get this product done and out because I've turned off enrollment for my other program. And I'm in the middle of kind of a beginning stages of a negotiation to sell my agency. My agency is running itself. Essentially. Um, I check in with those guys once a week. Um, my initiative right now is to get all of this recorded um, and all of this program recorded and out so I can, you know, really go and promote the hell out of it and really help more people with what you and I are talking about. Mm -hmm. Uh, but yesterday was literally, I did one thing all day, (laughs) you know? So, and I think that's in the beginning, you just, it's really in the beginning, if you're going to do like in this program, I, if you're just starting out, I recorded, finished recording step one leadership and you yesterday. Mm-hmm. So it's fresh in my mind. And the three things that you need to be doing on a daily basis, if you're just starting out are a creating at least one piece of content based on something that you've learned that is a subject that you're interested in. It doesn't even have to be related to the business that you're starting. Mm-hmm. Just something that you know is valuable that you find interesting and get used to speaking on camera is very, very important. At least one piece a day and just post it on all of your social channels, including your personal ones. Like just don't just forget about anybody viewing or liking it. Just do it and get in the habit of creating content. It becomes easier. Um, And then the second is going into, as we talked about comments and other groups and answer questions with ridiculous, sickening amounts of value that are just way over the top. Like I can't, uh, every once in a while now, like I rely on paid advertising. Once you have enough money to pay on for ads, you know, you're either spending time or you're spending money. I don't, you don't have to spend as much time if you have more money. So, but I can't tell you how many times I just like, I see a comment and I'm like, 
I'm going to do a video reply for this one and really just like, you know, blow this guy's mind. So I'll take my phone out and do like a five, eight minute, you know, really in-depth, valuable thing. And they'll just be like, like the comments below that are inevitably always just like, oh my God, totally awesome. Thank you so much. Wow. I can't believe you even like, and like it works. So if I'm, if I'm just starting out, what my day looks like is on top of anything else, at least 10 comments like that a day and at least one new piece of content a day. And also at least one learning chunk of like, one YouTube video about something that you're interested in learning. And then once you watch that 20 minute video, you turn around and you teach that on video and then post it. (laughs) That's literally, if that's all you did every single day for the next four months, you're going to have an incredible authority personally. It's just, that's, if that's all you did now for me at this point, I have hundreds of testimonials and raving reviews and all of that. And I have all of this stuff that I'm structuring and putting into, I know I have at least a 10 to $30 million business here just with selling this program. Mm -hmm. Um, And I know it's there. The couple of the guys that I work with that are mentors of mine, one of them makes a million dollars a month doing this. So Mm -hmm. um, I know I have all the ingredients. So I'm working on putting that together so that I have the most efficient and effective product that I can offer the marketplace, Mm -hmm. but it's only after having 800 students in my other program that I realized what's going to make this better. And to get those 800 students was a combination of a lot of manual effort for a long time, Mm -hmm. um, doing a whole bunch of free shit for a long time. And eventually you have, you know, it's supply and demand. If enough people demand your time, you can start charging for it. Mm-hmm. But if you have nobody demanding your time, you have no business charging for it. Like it just, it's going to be hard. Like how can anybody justify it? Mm-hmm. So for me at this point, I mostly in the morning, I'll, I'll give you three, was it four things that I do every morning. I write my goals. I do a, um, I have this journal called the five minute journal. If you're on video, you can see it (laughs) as well. Sweet. So I, it just kind of keeps you focused and on track. I also go, I use mint to track my finances. Um, and every single day for the last three years, every morning, whether I'm on vacation or not, I go in and tag and categorize my transactions and know, exactly where every single dollar in my entire life goes and I can track I know all my numbers pretty much every single day um, and I find that that's you know what you track uh, what you measure gets improved so Mm -hmm. I uh, want to improve my financial situation as I'm sure all of you do and so I track both income net income uh, net worth and you know making sure that the debt goes down and uh, if you're using mint it's green and red green is good red is bad and then there's a black line that goes in between them you want the green to go up and the black line to go up and the red to go down so your your decision making then becomes um, fueled by your statistics yeah. um, so then I do, um, speaking of statistics, I do and I go and review my uh, statistics for education sales of the previous day. So all of my conversion rates, I have a spreadsheet where I make sure that 
all of my statistics for landing page views, number of opt-ins, webinar views, sales page views, checkouts, and number of sales. And I know all my metrics for every single piece of my uh, sales funnel every single day so I can decide if something's working or not working, what to change, what not to change. Um, and then I do a bit of a workout of some sort, whether I go to the gym or just make sure that I hit my 100 push-ups a day as a very bare minimum, um, mm -hmm. you know, I those things. And then from there, uh, whatever my main one outcome is for the day. So like right now, my main outcome for the next two weeks is to get this program done and the sales funnel completely built, everything ready to go and launch ads to it. And then from there, I'll put myself in more PR type situations like this. And um, I know that what I'm teaching is the longevity of it, it's fundamentals. So it's gonna be here for the next 50 years. So that gives me nice peace of mind that I can go and promote something that's really gonna help people that has time-tested fundamentals in it, not just tactics that might go away in a month or a year or even five years. Um, so that's kind of for the next, um, the next chapter of my life, like what I'm really focused on is really helping people create ultimate freedom. And it's annoying, frankly, it's out of annoyance. I'm annoyed <laughs> that there's all these people starting businesses and they're all trying to start at step five and they're wondering why their shit is broken. And then you go and, you know, try and tell them that you need to do all this other stuff. And they go, well, that's a lot of work. And it's like, we were just in Africa for two weeks and we have, you go out on safari and it's truly spectacular, but there's, you have a guide and a tracker. The guide gets paid maybe 50 grand a year. He's the guy that drives the Range Rover around. It's an open air Range Rover that has like three layers of seating in it. It goes anywhere. It's super cool. The guy's like mega knowledgeable, uh, drives around the, the Kalahari desert like a pro and what they had to do, I was asking him about the training that they had to go through. They have to spend, without, their, without them knowing that they had to do this, they just said, hey, pack what you need for a weekend, and we're going to meet over here. And it turns out they drove them out into the middle of the Kalahari Desert, and they had to basically survive for five days as a group with all they had in their packs. Wow. Okay? They had to, like, build, like they'd like build survive like picture discovery channel shit like that's that was like step one of their training and they called it character week then they had another six months of a whole bunch of other training or was it six months it was at least six months and not getting paid for it by the way mm -hmm. okay then they finally can graduate to become a fifty thousand dollar a year tracker or excuse me guide and they make healthy tips, so they might make close to, I don't know, 90. I don't know. I know what we tipped them. So if everybody else tips them that way, <laughs> they're doing okay. But my point is, is everybody's looking for the 30-day agency. And everybody's looking for the e-com store on a weekend. And a goddamn safari guide is going out risking his life for five days and going six weeks, or excuse me, six months on other training shit to know they have to walk every single trail on the entire 100,000 acre reserve with the backpack on alone for six fucking months. And you're afraid to spend, to invest one weekend on some, Oh, it didn't work. Like <laughs> fucking, 
it's risk reward, baby. Like you got to put, you, you get in, you get out what you put into something. But that was when he was telling me that I was like, damn, I wouldn't even do that. You know, like, <laughs> like shit, what I'm doing seems easy. Like that seems like a complete bitch. So yeah. my point is, is it's a long, like play the long game. Like the short wins that you're looking for are clients. Wrong thing to look for. The short wins to look for are when you go and add value, like Ram and I were talking about, and I'm talking to my audience now. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you go and add value publicly and just give away your gift and your gift is the things that you think are common sense. It's really that simple and watch how many people go, Holy shit, this is great. Thanks so much. And then you add enough value. They're gonna be like, how can I work with you? What do you do? Mm -hmm. That type of uh, interest is what is going to be your short term win. And it's actually going to be a short-term win that's going to be sustainable for a long time if you continue to sow those seeds and cultivate it. Quit looking for clients right out of the gate, especially if you have a job that's paying you. Keep with the job, but in the in the hours from you know that you're not on the job, be adding value with something that you really enjoy spending time on. Learn about it and then teach it publicly over and over and over and over and over and over and over again until you have enough money to teach it publicly while paying for ads so that they can do the work for you and you don't have to. That's really essentially the, my, my basic formula, if you want to call it that. And, and I feel like for you, obviously you're more inclined into the leads and sales area and that's how you phrase a lot of your answers and responses. But this really applies to anything that you do that's entrepreneurial, even if it's the, in terms of like working a nine to five, like, in terms of like, for example, even a LinkedIn profile, you know, you need to show the credibility and that people are listening to you. Cause I think you can post articles and things like that on LinkedIn now and like provide value that way. So even if you're not like, Oh, this doesn't apply to me. I'm, I'm, you know, working a nine to five, I'm doing something else. It, it really applies to everyone just self-development as well as honing in on your skills and providing value to anyone in any way possible. Yeah. And uh, that, that is because at the end of the day, when we were talking about like people think personal brand is like a logo and a color scheme and a web and a website or like a cool Instagram profile, like, yeah, you could argue that that's part of it, but a personal brand, like my dog has a personal brand. He doesn't have an Instagram profile or any social media though, yeah. but people know him as like the cute, cuddly, bouncy puppy dog and everybody loves Charlie he's got a personal brand, whether he likes it or not. He's not even being intentional about it. He just does like people in our, people in our neighborhood, when we walk them, they don't know who the hell I am. They just know Charlie. They don't know what my name is. They know him. Okay. So there is something to be learned from that because whether you're intentional about your personal brand or not, you have one and it's about time to start being intentional because you're going to get in any professional situation, the guy who has uh, 10,000 followers on Instagram versus the guy who has, you know, 148, I don't, it just matters to people. Yeah. It doesn't necessarily matter to me. Yeah. It just matters to people. So all I'm trying to do is make it easy for people to say yes to me when I ask for something. Yeah. And the way to do that is to show that you're extremely valuable. Mm-hmm. And the way you do that is add a ton of value so that people want to be around you and it's really that but you got to start there yeah yeah it's funny that you mentioned that because i was i was doing um 
a, a Snapchat or not Snapchat, an Instagram story like a few months ago. And I was talking about personal branding and then like, it just hit me. I was walking and I was like, wait, everybody has a personal brand. It's just how you use it. I'm like, there's this guy that wears the same color shirt every day, same hat. There's a guy who goes out with this girl, right? They're together. That's their brand, right? Yeah. That's how other people see them. And then I'm like, one of the, I realized that that hit me. And then I'm like, man, I have to post about this and like, use your personal brand to something you're passionate about. You already have it. It's already laid out. Just use yeah. it and be productive with it and use it in the right way to move the needle forward and get ahead in, in really whatever you're doing. Accurate. Accurate. I was just thinking as you're saying that, I'm like, yeah, Hitler has a personal brand. You know, like everyone, it's just yeah. how, how people look at you. You have things that, that make you unique, make you stand out. For example, this, this, the poster I have in the back, like that's my personal brand right? It's something that is unique and people can identify, right? Like if someone sees me without this profile, they're like, who's this guy? Like, yeah. why am I following him? So it's just making, it's just visually as well as, you know, Gary Vee with the audio, uh, audio sound wave thing, the catchphrase that he does with the little click, like yeah, yeah. every time you hear that, like, even if you hear that in the middle of the street and you hear someone playing that, you know, it's Gary Vee. Yeah. The Alexa tune, the, the text tone, like it's just, branding yourself in any way shape or form and it's it's literally the smallest details that make the biggest difference like for example the click goes a long long way so that's just something that i'm trying to incorporate personal brand and even not even a personal brand branding in general that's just how people kind of identify you sure and i i would argue that the the base that's all great the basic foundation of that is you like the you like the click because you know you get value from gary Mm -hmm. right yeah it would be different if like you had videos that were like completely useless and you had like a beautiful aesthetically <laughs> pleasing you know poster and sounds and shit with yeah, this yeah. dude who was like not valuable at all yeah. so it starts you, you you're gonna be more successful if you just have like really like i don't have a click or a fucking yeah. ski like i barely have a i, I barely have anything I'm just the guy who is like, I have, I have a whole bunch of people that say this guy's helpful in helping you grow your business. Mm -hmm. That's my personal brand. I can put any color or, you yeah. know, whistle along with it that I want to. But at the end of the day, what people remember is how you make them feel. And they, you, when you pull out your phone, I promise you, you pull out your phone and do a video reply comment a hundred times tomorrow in some other Facebook group or something of others that need what you know, and you do that, watch what happens when people like nobody, nobody takes the time to do that. Yep. And literally go like, Oh, Hey Joe, John Whiting here. You don't know me. So you asked this question, figured I'd give you an answer. I scrolled past it da, 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 and launch into a five minute thing that's yep. like super valuable that you know is going to add value to him. Yep. He's going to be like, what who is this guy got to check him out and then like exactly. gotta invest in him and he cares and things like that and it's not like you're not putting that video out because you want a response you're putting it out there for the right reason which is you actually want to help that person that's the difference like if if someone puts a video out and they're like yeah yeah like all this stuff people can see right through it if you're just doing it just to get like get a lead or a sale they yeah. can see right through it they can tell right away this guy doesn't actually care. He's just making this, this fluffy video so that they can learn more about me. That's the difference. And, and as a caveat, it is okay to have the intention to receive something ultimately from that. 
-hmm. It's not like there's altruism and, nar and narcissism. Altruism is 100% giving. You don't want to do that. That's basically a martyr. Like, <laughs> that, like you would yeah. you need to value yourself high enough to go, yeah, on one level, I am doing this to, to begin the receiving cycle. Mm -hmm. However, I know in order to do that, I sincerely enjoy adding the value, yeah. but there also is, yeah, there's, I'd be lying if I'm like, no, 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 just add value and fucking yeah. you know, go the other way. Yeah. So th that's where there's the whole both thing. Yeah. There's, as long as you're equal parts, hey, I really want to sincerely help, but I also value myself enough to yeah. know that I deserve to receive. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, it's more in terms of the, the, the being genuine. Um, which is which is what I'm referring yes. to because some people can provide the videos and say all this stuff, but they they can tell if you're simply doing it just for for the clicks for for whatever, and that's really the main point that I was getting across. Sure, sure. Um, but just kind of like a final thought. I know you talked a lot about the the foundation, the leadership, things like that. What would be your like number one piece of advice aside from this stuff for someone who wants to achieve the things that you've done? doesn't have to be a specific business advice, just something that you've learned, a life lesson, something that you think would stick with the audience and help them get started, whether it's what you do or anything they really want to do. Yeah. So I would say whenever I'm asked this question, my answer has not changed. And it's realizing that you have caused everything that's ever happened in your entire life and you will cause everything that will ever happen in your entire life. Uh -huh. And until you realize that you have literally caused everything, both good and bad in your estimation, that's ever quote unquote happened to you, um, you're going to be uh, kind of behind the eight ball. So take 100% responsibility for literally not everything that just happens in your life, but everything that happens in everybody else's life, everything that happens on the planet, take responsibility for it. And somehow you caused it. You decided to take over this body in this lifetime during these conditions. So you made that decision to be here. You're still here. If you don't want to take responsibility, it's easy to fucking check out. I don't recommend that. But I do recommend that you are deciding to continue to be here on this planet. So you might as well take responsibility for the condition of it. Because to the degree that you are not taking responsibility, to that same degree, you're going to be limiting your success. So mm -hmm. right now, your responsibility level and your income level are very much correlated. So if your income level isn't where you want it, that means your responsibility level needs to be raised. And take responsibility for everybody else's success, everybody else's happiness. Go ahead and do that, and you will. it'll be interesting to see what happens with your own success and happiness by doing so. If you're unhappy, not successful, don't have the money that you want, it's because on some level you're putting it in somebody else's control. You're, you're limiting your own responsibility and it's killing you, frankly, and not only mentally, but also physically. It's the cause of sickness and ailments and stuffing resentments. And all of that is what brings out, I haven't been sick in, I think, four years. Wow. And I attribute a lot of that to basically, I do my best to look at how did I cause this? How did I cause this? How did I cause this? And not just like, fine, I did it. But, you know, it's yeah. really like, all right, what's what decision did I make that actually created the situation? Yeah. And the, to the greater degree that you can take responsibility, even if the car crashes in Kansas, somehow you caused it. If you just accept that somehow you caused it, 
and realize that that's reality because not to go spiritual here, but we, you did. Okay. <laughs> so just to, uh, if the more you accept that, the more you'll be able to go, you know what, I finally need to take responsibility for my income being where it is and stop blaming the job I'm in or the partner that I have or my parents for this or the media for that. To the degree you do that, all you're doing is shooting yourself in the foot. So take 100% responsibility for your entire life and the world the way it is, and you're going to very much raise your overall, I'll say vibration, but you're going to raise your consciousness in a way of you get outside of yourself and into into the world and into others and really understanding how can you serve them. The only way to serve somebody is to get out of yourself and into them, not sexually, but <laughs> into them in their, in their mind and understand what it looks like and help them do something about it, help them get what they want. Um, and the only way to do that is to take more responsibility and be cause, not effect. hundred mm -hmm. percent, man. Well, John, that was probably one of the most mind boggling episodes that I've ever recorded. I actually even wrote some notes down for myself as a student, always learning from my guests and learning from what they have to say. I don't only record this for the listeners. I record this for myself. I always learn so much different knowledge and different opinions, different experiences from people. Thank you so much for hopping on. Just like a final thing, where can people find out more about you? Plug your social medias, your course name, your, your businesses. And yeah. Yeah. So just go to whitingsolutions.com. Uh, there's going to be a free training on how to basically do everything that I just outlined on this podcast from A to Z training on how to go from where you're at to a growing, thriving business that creates ultimate freedom for you is a free training there. Uh, follow me on Instagram at whiting underscore John. And from there, you'll pretty much be led to all my other pages as well. Uh, I have them all talking to each other. So whitingsolutions.com and on Instagram at whiting underscore John. All right, man. Again, thank you so much. And we'll see you guys on the next episode. Thanks, man.